do you know uh, is your second one a boy or girl? Girl. Cool. Yeah. Jealous. Nailed That'd be it. fun. My brother yeah, had two, two bo girls. Two boys? I got two boys. Luckily, my brother had two girls the exact same age as my boys. So indirectly. No way. Yeah, yeah. He called me. He goes, hey, we're we're having a baby. Get on it. And I was like, I'm on it. And that is cool. Yeah, they're they were born almost weeks apart. So my brother has three kids, two boys and a girl. And what I find cool for me while I was like building this and he was like raising kids. I feel like now I'm more prepared though because I, I got to experience watching him totally. raise his kids. Yeah. So I learned a lot, like yeah. seeing like how he did it. And then that's my, my brother's wife downstairs, Christy. Oh, cool. So now my brother and his wife work for me. Whoa. So, so it's, it's cool. Yeah. He's a whoa. Family affair. <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa <laughs> I haven't figured that one yeah. out. <laughs> no, that, that one's different, but. Yeah. Um, and but is your we, wife working in the business too? No. no okay. No, no, no. That's, yeah, I'm on that. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I talked no, to no. a buddy just now and he, he works no, with his wife. No. I go, there's well no way. Done. There's I can't no way. do it. My wife and I are total opposites, yeah. which I love. Yeah. I always say she's the calm to my storm. You yeah. Know? Like, it's good. so yeah. <laughs> but no, we're not going to work together. <laughs> she did, she's a model though. So I do, I do use her in a lot of the ads oh, yeah. and the, yeah, yeah. you know, she's so, talented. Yeah. She's definitely talented. Have you so. ever tried though? No. no, no. We we did this thing once where we tried and our rule was uh, every two weeks. So we, we like attempted it and every two weeks we'd go out for dinner and then we would, um, write down on a piece of paper, essentially yes or no. Yes, let's do another two weeks or no, this no isn't way. working. On yeah. a piece of paper. And, and it was it. a it was like, nobody's feelings are gonna be hurt. Uh, we're gonna only commit for two weeks. Right. And it was cause she was helping me with some PR stuff. And uh, I think it was like the second dinner was like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> no harm feelings, we're good. Yeah, we, we've done a couple of like video shoots where I was like, kind of the producer or whatever and and that's that's easy but nothing like where it's like yeah, actually, she owns a key area of the business yeah, and you're no, like trying yeah, to hold no, her i don't think yeah, we, i don't work. and the thing is she doesn't want to do it you know no. like my wife always says don't talk to me like i'm your employer so oh yeah that, yeah that like tone and oh, and, knows. and and, and <laughs> <laughs> well the like, funniest is i don't towards like it. when you're talking to me like that i'm like i don't this is how i talk i'm sorry she's like no you don't i'm like okay sorry yeah, she asked me before I left the house, she said, uh, do these shoes go with this outfit? And I said, yes, I swear to God, I said, yes. And she goes, and she went in the room and changed. And she goes, it was it's the way, the you, way said you said it. And I was slow. like, I was serious though. It really did go like, isn't that funny? Don't you think they already knew the answer to their own question? Yes, they're they're asking almost for, they honestly feel like they want us to say yes because they want to change. That's what I'm saying. They want to do like what they want to do. There's already a decision made. Right. I don't even just, know why they involve us. I don't, I don't get it either. Yeah. So I love does it, this. Does this outfit make me fat? That's the funniest one. Oh, yeah. uh, how are we going to answer? I that? just reply. Like, come on. I'm never going to win this question ever. Like I, I we're not no answering answer. that question. Yeah. It's nev yeah, never, never yeah, going to happen. Just, like punt it. It's like, I'm not answering it. Especially now. I mean, she's pregnant and that's what I've never understood. You're pregnant. You're, you're supposed to look fat. You know what I mean? Like you're pregnant. <laughs> it means healthy. You're pregnant. Like yeah. it's a good thing. So why, why are we? body shaming ourselves when we're <laughs> pregnant. Like you're supposed to look like that. Yeah. So anyways, um, well, I, I just finished your book Dude, and crazy. it I was, appreciate you for doing that. it was, uh, it was a slap in the face to be honest with you. Like it was like, I felt like some of it I'm doing right. Like I, I would say actually a lot of it I'm doing Dude, right. You, when we were talking just now, I mean, you obviously are a student of the game of systems and scale. But I mean, it's like everything, right? Like fitness, like there's always levels. I think right? that's what I think you, you, what I recognized was like, okay, you can have systems in your business. You can have systems in your, in your 
your journey, but if you don't have systems for yourself, yeah. then you might not be able to maximize the potential that you have in the journey that you're going. So one of the things that I've been battling with was the assistant thing is I haven't been able to figure that out. Mm. I haven't wrapped my head around not answering my own emails. Uh, even actually even answering my own phone, you know, like like yeah. just the thought of like another person and sorry, but uh, just the thought of another person doing that work for me. So what do you say to guys like me that, I mean, I'm what I would call successful to a yeah, certain man. point, 100%, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. But am I where I want to be? No, like I've like, I loved your chapter on dream big. Cause yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, he just nailed that one. Let's Cause go. my freaking vision for this is Huge. through the roof. I can tell man. you know you what I mean? Like incredible. I'm not even, I feel like I've, I, my staff hates me because yeah. I say we're just getting started. Yeah every Day single zero. year, every, day. every single year. It's, yeah. We're just getting started. And they're like, we've been doing this for 15 years. What do you mean? And I'm like, we're just getting started. Yeah. And so I did love that aspect, but talk to us and to me about this whole, like where you felt freedom with the assistant and, and where you think, where's the magic in that? <laughs> it, like, it took me a while. I mean, honestly, man, like I had an assistant for a while you know I, I i had a virtual assistant then i read four hour work week a lot of us have mm -hmm. and then we're like hey need some help blah 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 it changed when i went and i spent a week with richard branson like here's the thing is i i i grew up in a small town eastern canada it was crazy to me that i got invited to go spend that was a wild story crazy wild story. like I, until he walked out of the area in his house slash 16 bedroom mansion in verbe switzerland yeah 20 staff i thought this is a prank somebody really oh for sure dude yes 100 percent. imposter syndrome like to the yin yang the max capacity <laughs> syndrome and he's nicest guy in the world introduces themselves thanks thanks for coming uh oh yeah sir no problem You're right yeah let me check my schedule clear like i'm there but i'll be honest with you like when people are at that level i don't need anything from them they don't need anything from me mm -hmm. i set an intention to learn how does a guy that runs 400 companies run his life right like, how does he have time for me for us for this and that's when i saw it unfold he has helen and the way he interacts with his assistant was beautiful like, dude, it was crazy because she's cool. She at the time she was like, this is probably six years ago, seven years. She I was, was about like, to ask you when this yeah, was. Yeah, 20, I think oh, it's actually longer now. Seven years. It was 2014, I believe. Okay. And um, she's 31 at the time. And she travels with them. Like she had, I asked her one night because she came out with us and I said, you know, what's it like? Cause she'd been with them at that point, a decade or something. She came from Virgin Atlantic. And she goes, look, I had to make a decision to put, you know, my personal life. Yes, I have a boyfriend, but I hardly see him. You know, we're not starting a family. Like she had to decide that because of what right. Richard needed. And he, he had other assistants over the years. But to watch them work, I mean, it was honestly, I was jealous. I didn't have those kind of relationships. Essentially, the way he works is everything goes through her. They have breakfast every morning. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Sometimes it's 90 minutes. Right. But she only brings to him the things that she doesn't know how to route. And 98% of the incoming requests on Richard's time or needs goes through her. And she can deal with 98% of the time. So after breakfast, when he comes with us skiing up in the mountains, his whole life is happening. It's moving. Right. It's, and that but was the she's part. she's dealing with it. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, so I remember I came <clears> back and, and uh, I knew about this feature called delegated access in Gmail. 
And that's when I called my assistant, Stephanie, up at the time. And I said, you are now managing 100% of my emails. I'm out. You did like, it right after yeah, that. Yeah, right. As soon as I got back, I said, enough's enough. I can't aspire to live a higher quality of life and integrated life if I don't make these, like what's changed? That, mm -hmm. that 100% changed. And then, um, and then just the idea of really learning to let go. See, the problem for me, Manny, is like, when I would let go, I'd have a lot of, I don't know, did you ever get this where you delegate, but you just like feel like the pressure and you're scared and it's like, what if they embarrass me or something goes wrong? And it's like, it's like a physical feeling. I think I don't even get to that point because I don't even let you that don't happen. Even do it. Like I'm so bad. I, I mean, I, when, I'm when bad you stop when it coaching, comes Because you were telling me you decided yeah. one day to stop coaching. Everybody said you're going to fail. Yeah. Like you must have had some like, am I making the wrong decision? What if somebody messes up? Like, no. You know, what's interesting now that you put it like that. I mean, what's the difference, right? I mean, I just, it's the I, same I, thing. It's the same thing. It's 100% the, it's the same, same thing. thing. I don't know why I had so much freedom. I think, I think what it was, was someone told, I love it when people tell me I can't do something. So when, when I had this, what happened was I had, I was trying to raise money and I talked to this guy that owned 33 Planet Fitnesses. And I also laughed because you just did a, you just <laughs> yeah, did a real, yeah. fun, which everyone, you know, everyone in the fitness industry knows that it's yeah. the Netflix of fitness. You know, they're yeah. trying to get, I mean, this is the ugliest gym ever. They're literally, they don't want you ever to come. Yeah. So it's, it's sad, but it's actually genius. So yeah. it's like, it's genius and sad all yeah, at the same time. Don't hate but, the player. Yeah, don't hate it. it. Yeah. But um, he owned 33 Planet Fitnesses, was just balling out, hedge fund guy. And I was telling him my vision for my for my brand, and you know I was it was you know I want to change the world and like you know I want I want people to care and you know all this stuff. And he goes, "You're gonna fail." He goes, "You're gonna fail." He goes, "You can't care in this business. You can't care. It's only about numbers." And he just you know like that. And then he goes, "And then when you when you stop coaching, it'll fail like that." So I just I, it was funny because I I. I you know how like you you hear someone that you kind of admire because yeah, they're sure. loaded they're and they're yeah. successful. So I, I, I was sat, I'll never, I'll never forget, I did this when I didn't have an office. I was in my truck, had this conference call and I kind of hung up the phone. And I sat there and I was like, no, <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like I considered it for like a half a second. And I was like, no, he's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. And I go, and I'm going to prove it. And literally that's when I was like, all right. And, I, and it was a guy that at the time, the the guy that I kind of put in my place, I mean, he had no business. You know, he wasn't as educated, didn't have the this pedigree. The guy, you, you the guy the coach? That, that I poured into to start yeah. teaching my classes. Like it was somebody, you know, that had little teeny experience, comparatively yeah. speaking, you know. Yeah. And, but learning through the book I read and, and learning how to like break everything down into systems. I mean, we would not be sitting here today if I didn't make that decision. Totally. And now saying this out loud, it's like, it sounds like I need to make that up, you know, the same decision in the other way to then get to where I'm trying to get, you know, I, to I always elevate. I don't think you could you ever know? outsource your inbox or work with an assistant. Yeah. Wait, what? See, <laughs> I just did it to you. You said, <laughs> oh, he said I, I get it now. All right. It's like, you can't yes, do it. Tell me I can't. Let's exactly. go. Yeah. I, yeah. But I, I am that guy. I am that guy that tell me I can't do something and then Dude, I'm going to prove it. that's awesome. So, just use it for your own. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll tell you you can't. Yeah. And then show me All you right. can. Let's go. Let's go. And I'll get, and honestly, Anne's putting her hand up to train your new assistant when you hire her. And you got, you got literally the all-star team. Well, let me ask you this. So here's, how did you find Anne? So, I, I mean, in the book, The Test First Hiring Method, I think it's chapter six or seven. Yeah, oh, by the, so Test First. Yes. Amazing. Nonstop. You just- Literally I, amazing advice. You. I, you have to tell people about Test First. I have failed at that. Yeah. Um, hiring hiring is, is such a pain point for business owners. 
Um, but you had a lot of good stuff in there. But to me, the the one thing that stood out was test first. Yeah. I for some reason, like we do like a a, a probation period. But that they're on your team already. But that exactly. Yeah. What are you gonna like? That's train not them right. Out, integrate them and then fire exactly. Them? That's no. not right. So no, the, talk the, about that because yeah, that's I mean, fascinating. He, here's the big idea for people to understand: is every business comes down to two things. Do we have a repeatable, scalable way to acquire customers, and do we have a repeatable, scalable way to acquire talent? And to the degree that customers and talent come together, the business grows. Most entrepreneurs never consider the talent side. They just keep focusing on more customers, more sales and yep. retention and all this stuff. It's like those funnels are the same, right? If you think of acquisition, consideration, retention, right? Like I, I'm aware I have a problem. I want to get fit. I come to the gym and I stick around. What about your team? Like, does are you building a top of funnel for your team? Are you, how many people are applying for these jobs? What's your process to get them enrolled? When they start, what's your onboarding system? What's your retention? What's your expansion? What's your career path, right? right. What I call talent acquisition, talent development. So the test first hiring method is our process for how we hire across all my companies. Okay. So when people say, where did you find an and the exact same process, I find every person like a Sam or anybody else, right? Which is, we always go wide, like super wide. Like Anne's background, I think she worked for a high net worth family. She was a uh, housemate. What was the title called, Anne? Estate manager. So, so like, but I think it was because they were requiring you to travel and you wanted to do something remote. Is that the big? No, you just she, just, she wanted something new. Anyways, I'm really grateful for them not appreciating what they had. Right. So, anyways, but you know, like we had oh, 1,200 people apply. Right? 1200? Oh yeah, yeah. Most of our, again, marketing the position. So right. we run paid ads for all of our open spots. Anything director level and above, we go outbound. Okay. We pull from existing companies, anything director level and above. So yeah, they applied, they go through this test project. We do the profile assessment. We do the video submission first, right? Mm -hmm. And I teach about this in the book. These are the questions you answer. That's just a, hey, like, can you follow instructions? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's, you no, know, I can, love that. Yeah, like, do you know how to take a recording Don't you of love yourself? It when, you, when you post, so I loved what you said also is first, start with your team. Yeah. Like, start with your team. Like, you know, put it out there that you're hiring. You know, go, if y'all have friends that you like, like, tell them Yeah, yeah, no, we join. do referral. Referral. Yeah. But but I don't you love it when you, like, put in the DM, email your resume, and then they DM you. I want to, I want to, Yeah, wanna here it job. is. You're like, I'm cool, like, that's a filter. You can't even, yeah, you can't even simple. email? Can't like, follow instructions. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> so yeah, so the video is the first one. Then we do a profile assessment. For the assistant one, I like the Colby A. That's a really good assessment. Okay. Because you want to find somebody that's opposite to you. So Colby's got these four criteria, quick start researcher, all the stuff, follow through. I already know based on our interaction, I know who you need is the opposite. Yeah. But the beauty part is when you find that opposite, it's like a key and a lock, right? Most people make the mistake of hiring people just like them they want to hang out with. Not that Anne's that, because Anne always says that to me. She goes, we're not that different. I go, I know, but you know what I mean? Like, No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, though. you just need somebody with a different yeah. energy. And and then it's- Well, you they, can't certainly have someone like combative. Yeah, you know? and Because I've, I've tried that, like where I've I've had, I've had not assistants, but I've had people work with, with me yeah. that like, it's like, I don't mind being challenged, but it's like every single time- There's I a way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like, that's, that's EQ. Don't be combative. Yeah. Like yeah. that's just- I like that. Yeah. And then, and then it's the test project. And the big idea behind the test project is, and I learned this from Seth Godin, the marketing genius, yep, you know, Purple Cow. Yep. He said to me once, I was, I was having vegan ice cream of all things with him <laughs> in New York City. It was like his favorite place. I remember, I remember yeah, yeah, this in the, in the book. book. Yep, yeah. yep. And uh, he, had the, he just said this thing off the, off the cuff that we weren't even talking, we were talking about my startup. And we were talking about people. And he said, you know, I can't work with you till I work with you. 
And I said, well, okay, can we, do can we double click on that? Right. And he goes, yeah, like I don't hire people unless I work with them on a project, like something meaningful, like collaborate with them, right. set it up. And the way I took away that sentiment is simulate the position before they get brought in for the position. So no matter what it is, people will say like, how do you hire a chief revenue officer? It's, well, what are they gonna do in the first 90 days? Well, they're gonna do this, this, and this. Perfect, make that their test project. Right. So I just hired a GM for one of my companies, Todd, we call him Single D, cause he's got one D to Todd, which is weird, but love him. His test project was come to the company, interview all the team and put together your first 90 day plan. Cause that's what he's gonna do anyways. Yeah. He's gonna run the company. Right. So we just, we had four final candidates. All four did the test project. They all presented their test project and he was the clear winner. So I mean like to that's me, cool. the, the test project is the non-negotiable. So for an assistant, it's literally, hey, here's a scenario, what would you do? Right. This is a scenario, what would you do? So we like give them, and oh, this is the key. They all do the same one. Some people make the mistake of having different things for different people, have everybody do the same test project. So that way so you can have what the same What a crazy judgment, idea. Right? Yeah, it's like you're high. So my buddy Brian one time, he's like, yeah, I just let go of my marketing person. I was like, why? He goes, oh, they, they came out with a bunch of ideas for our TikTok and I didn't, I didn't think they were very good. And I was like, well, didn't you do a test project? They're like, yeah, they did great for the test project. I said, well, what was in the test project? They're like, this, this, and this. I go, why didn't you have them write creative for the TikTok? Exactly. He goes, Oh, that's so obvious that you say that. I'm like, dude, whatever the thing is you're gonna do, that's the test part. And I pay do. them. It's 10 hours, whatever right. they want. 50. No, I did like that too. Yeah. Is that you gotta pay them. So I don't care. I mean, in the early days I didn't because I didn't know, but as soon as I got away from recruiting and I had to scale the system, right. it's like we just made it a clear like pay them 500 bucks. Here it is. It, and we always position it as like, this is an opportunity for you to assess us too. This isn't us assessing you. And we we on purpose don't give the answers to the test in the test project. I wanna see how many questions they ask. I wanna understand, right. like the, the guy who ended up being hired for my GM, he on his own decided to come on my founder site that I do every Tuesday. I didn't ask him, he showed up. Came to my Christmas party, didn't even know. He found out, asked if he no could way. come. Yeah, my wife invited him, he's at the Christmas party. So like he, did, like that showed me the kind of person he was. I was about was. to say, like, man, that just stands out to me so much because that's something that I find to be interesting. I just had recently, had someone not that worked for me not come to the Christmas party. Like fascinating. And very upsetting. You know, like I was like very upset about it. And ended up he ended up quitting, obviously, for yeah. obvious reasons. Um probably would have been fired anyways. But it's funny, it's interesting that you say that because I'm a big believer that it do more than is required. Mm -hmm. Show that you want it. Like go after it. Like show up, like if, if we, like it's funny cause we have people that wanna work for us all the time and they just continually show up for the class, show up yeah. for the class. And I love that. Like, because if you wanna be a part of something, be a part of yeah, something. Yeah, don't wait to be invited. Exactly. Just be yeah. it. So it's that was a really cool. long time ago, one of my mentors said, it's how you do anything is how you do how everything. How you do everything, yep. So that's one like, of my favorite quotes. Like, dude, it was just like so obvious. It's, it's, if this is what I need you to be committed to the culture, to the brand, the fact that like, and, and it's funny cause like out of the four candidates, three of them did a really good job of coming in, talking to people. One didn't, well, that's an easy pass. Like you, yeah. this isn't a theoretical go at home and come up with a plan. This is like, come into the business, talk. Like we said, talk to anybody, finance, figure out the numbers, like whatever you wanna do to show us a comprehensive plan. Cause that's what you're doing the first 90 days right. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that idea and making it a non-negotiable. And the other thing is like, I only hire when I have three good candidates at the end. I think that's another mistake people make where they only have one. I want three 
So that um, reminds me of like when I when I do construction, it's always three. Yeah, three quotes. It's always three quotes. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do that in your business? Again, there's two engines to build. There's mm -hmm. a customer engine and there's a talent engine. And if you can get those two to meet in the middle at the right time, that's how we scale. And there's no bottlenecks. And I think the talent one is the one that most people put off. Yeah. And and also too, I think we we as business owners or we get into the habit of 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 kind of blaming the the millennials are blaming the like and at the end of the day you gotta you gotta go find it there's people there's great people everywhere there, it's not a generational thing exactly like there, it's there, are, not. there are out of 100 people there's about five to ten that vibe the way you want to build exactly. and you got to go find them it doesn't yep. matter their age but that's that's what it is you got to go find them and yep. then you got to set up an opportunity like you said, that they kind of compete against each other. Yeah, you got to market the position. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like we did, we did this thing called the Vivid Vision. Cameron Harold wrote a great book about it. And it's like- The our, Vivid Vision? Yeah, the Vivid Vision, which is okay. essentially like describing and visualizing in detail three years from now, as you succeed, what does it look like? So you talked about like the multi-location you're open now. Yeah. So if we were starting today, you would design a document that explains, this is what we're gonna go create, essentially the mountaintop three years that. from now. Yeah. We share that with every applicant to a position. So we're like, before you even get on first level interviews, here's our vivid vision. If this is something you wanna help us co-create, cool. If not, also cool. Don't move forward. Right. And because we do that, I mean, many people say to us, they're like, I knew more about what I was getting into and I was sold on it. Like that's a marketing, that's, that's like, here are my values. Like, right. I mean, it's the wall over yeah, there. Like yeah. it's, here's what we believe if you're on board, Let's build. Right. But if you're not, if I, if you see this one thing, like you're not a person of faith and you see my quote in my office, yeah. hey man, walk backwards. Like yeah. it's cool. Yeah. We're just not. And it's okay. It's a hundred percent okay. Let's just figure this out right. day zero exactly. before we get into it. Right. So like, I, I think, um, I would say out of all the things that I've gotten better, and that's why I like in the book, I talked about transformational leadership, transactional, like I had to put leadership stuff in there because buying back your time, it's easy to, to write a check to hire somebody to do the work. Right. But most entrepreneurs are crazy. We're crazy dudes. A little bit. You know, I know. <laughs> I'm not like, be self-aware. We're nutty. 100%. We're energetic. It's what makes us special, <laughs> but it also creates, you know, emotional shrapnel, I call. Right. So you have to change your leadership style to make sure that you are not creating emotional shrapnel around your hires. Because you may hire great people, but if you can't lead them the right way, you'll never get... Yep. their horsepower the rubber doesn't transfer the horsepower doesn't transfer to the rubber right on the oh, road I've, I've been guilty of that for sure i mean we i came from are. a college football background totally different. so when i first started leading it was just yelling and like you're gonna do it's what aggressive. i tell you to do it's, it's, it's it was, the screaming of the past yeah the it was ball. yeah it was too like, intense yeah but as i've grown and read and learned from men like yourself like you start to to adjust and start to to you can't, it's like the love language thing. Yep. You can't, everyone has a different love language. Yep. You can't treat everybody the same. And it's very similar to, I look back on my personal training career. There were some athletes that wanted me to scream at them. Then there were some other athletes, and I'm talking top professional yep. athletes that needed a hug, that needed a pat on the back, that needed encouragement. And we're all, we're all like built different like that. So. And great leaders understand when to use each tool. Exactly. Yep. And I think that's the, that's why I think entrepreneurship is such a, great personal development program. A, it's an unlimited compensation. That's cool. But two, it forces you to become better because you will literally find out where you're capped on yep. your ability to expand based on your business. It's it's a 100% correlation. Whatever your revenues are at, 
that's your level of personal development. Yep. And if you want to grow your revenue, you got to grow. Boy, I just that, think it's the coolest thing in the world. It is. That's what, so that's what no days off is. Oh, I, I love yeah. what you guys are about. So no days off is never taking a day off on you. It's a commitment to becoming your best self. And that never stops never. ever, ever. And it's, it's interesting. Cause I talked to my dad about it. You know, my dad's 73 and dad, if I got that wrong, apologize, but uh, you know, he's still becoming like, we're not just, Dude, that's being, so cool. That he's doing that. My dad's know? 72. Huh. And he started saying stuff like, you know, I only got 10 years left. I'm like, hey, let's not use that language. Exactly. Hey, let's uh, yeah. not do that. So I love that your dad's doing that. And I, I always hold faith that my dad will realize that if anything, he still got some good years ahead. Yeah. But I think that's the challenge is that when people think like, you know, my opportunity, my chance is done. That's well, you said it in the book, too. I love what you said about, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about it, too. Like, we're not meant to go and sit on a beach and drink. I think he says my ties or whatever it yeah. is like this, this is who we are. Yeah. Like we We're shouldn't, creators. we, we shouldn't want to ever stop. And yeah. as soon as you stop, you die. Like, so I don't ever want to stop. And, and I hope that my, my hope is that I am even speaking to my dad, like my dad. And I think we have like, cause my dad kind of built this in me, this hard work effort, but now he sees me and he's living through that. And so he's still working. My dad's still working. And, That's awesome. and, and he's still, and, he, and, he, and he's working in a tough, tough arena. Um, he's in the middle of a capital rate, you know, raising money, you know, raising he's money building, is brutal, he's but he's doing it That's and awesome. it's really cool. So, yeah, um, inspiring. so what are you doing now? Like, because like, why are you in Miami? So I'm actually speaking at Tony Robbins. So on Sunday, I got, I mean, this, I'll tell you the story because I think um, it's just proof to the, the, I'm a person of faith. I saw it, you know, yes, sir. obviously I assume the same. Um, Have you ever met Rich Wilkerson, my pastor? No. You guys got to meet. You'll love him. Well, if you enjoy him, I'm sure I I'll love him. I'll connect you with him Please. and he yeah. would love you. Like, I know that for a fact. Y'all cool. hit it off. Rich. He's one of the greatest communicators of our time. They usually are. I mean, that's the beauty of a lot he of these people just, that are a fantastic have you ran into erwin mcmanus um so i know so he's my guy. like so erwin's my guy love erwin yeah love erwin lo i mean Gosh. love Dude. um they're friends yeah so he's spoken at our church and like incredible incredible yeah. incredible his creativity but then also how he connects Dude, I took his I took the his story course. He did a whole course on it, and I was the first one to throw him, you know, the money and what watching how it works, understanding how much dedication he has to the craft just made me realize like there's another level here. Yeah. But anyway, so I think it was uh, 2016. My wife and I we did I I donated to an X Prize that got me two tickets to date with Destiny Tony Robbins event. Never been to a Tony event, right? Read Unleash the Power Within, Waking the Giant. But, you know, never been to his seminar. Yeah. And we go and um, we're, I guess the tickets we had were, were called CIS, Chairman Invited Guest. Okay. And these seats are next to the stage. And I'm with Melissa Etheridge, the freaking, uh, the, the Lieutenant General of the United States. I mean, like the celebrities. Right. And Dan Martell from Canada. I was like, this is, I'm going to get found out and kicked out. My wife and I are there. We do it for like, it's five days. It's intense. And there was just something about being in that environment where I was like, man. And then, and then, so she ended up investing in business mastery and she asked me if I'd be her plus one, you get a guest pass. I was like, wow, that's nice of you to invite me. <laughs> like, yes, I'll go. Right, right. <laughs> but anyways, it was, I think it was like 10 grand or something. So we go to this event 
and we're sitting there and we're doing the goals at the end of this event, 20, yeah, 2016, because I asked her this morning to send me some pictures. And I wrote down like, speak at Business Mastery, okay? Like I, I'm nobody, I don't have a social media presence, I don't have nothing, okay? I'm a software guy, but there's a bazillion entrepreneurs that would be qualified and Tony knows of and would invite him to speak on the right. stage. So I put it on my vision board. Love it. And I said, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know, like I trust my creator. Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm gonna show up, I'm no days off, we're doing this. If that is that, if that's in the cards, cool. And if not, that's cool too. Right. But I'm at least going to do the work. And it was, and how long ago was it? Two, no, no. How long ago we got that email? Two months ago? Six weeks ago. I get a text message from Ann. Okay. I think it was a, a muscle emoji, fist pump emoji with a screenshot. And it's like subject line. Do you remember what the subject line was? Like speak at, like invitation and it was like tony, I, I call ray west i was like did you check the email like is it is it a spoof right. is this a, is this fraud right is there like they want to sign me up for something and it was mr martell we'd love to invite you to speak at business mastery like, dude, awesome. i got emotional i broke down i was you with should. my wife in the living room heck yeah because you understand it was on my vision board for seven years we put it into our vivid vision that document i told you mm -hmm. about it's in there my face on that stage because i told it to my designer yep. and he put it in there and I got the invite and I'm telling you, until I'm on that stage, I sure hope it happens. Right, right. I don't you're know. Still not, when, when this is might it? not is it age well. No, it's on Sunday. Sunday, all right. It may not age well. <laughs> but so far, I met with their team. We're, we're confirmed. We're here. And I've that worked my butt off preparing and I'm going to do what I got to do. I love it. So I just, I just share that story because I just think, you know, I met John Maxwell a long time ago. And he said to me, because I said, I, I really admire what you do. I'd love to do what you do. And he said, people want to do what I do, but they're not willing to do what I've done. Yeah. And I remember in my head, I said, that's oh, a good I'm one. willing to do what you've done. But was I? And at the time I did not, I didn't start working on speaking, working on writing, working on anything. I mean, my book just came out. Like it took me a while right. to figure this game out, to go all in. But I'll tell you, man, like, I think people should have dreams. I think people should hold them true. I think they should mm -hmm. be their primary aim. I think it should be purpose. And I think it's divine. I think they're divine assignments. Yep. I think that they should wake up every day to expand because it's what the human spirit is here to do. It's what God had, like, that's what he created us for, is for expansion and to bring that good into the world. Mm -hmm. And whatever way that world works, if your world is your family, your church, your CrossFit gym, your whatever, like just show up and give yourself to the world. That's like the, the big thing when you say like, what am I doing here? I mean, I'm on a media tour right now doing, I think we've got nine different podcasts and media stuff. And then I gotta go do the talk. Pretty much if I get on a plane, I always try to, to meet with local folks. Um, because I believe every person's here to become their 10.0 version, the mm. person that God created us in his image. Like he did, he like, he has a vision for our lives and he hopes that you listen or are guided. I love how Ed Milet says it. Dude, I co co Ed's my personal coach. Oh, okay. I hired Ed to work with me because right. I, I said, again, I'm, I'm, I, I do what I teach. I'm like, yeah. hey, I wanted somebody in the media side to guide me. And he says this, right? Like you're here to do something great with your yep. life and someday you're gonna meet your maker and you don't want that person to be a stranger. Exactly. You want to be like, he, he hey, explains it good to see you, to buddy. The best. When you, like, when you yeah. reach it, heaven, you don't want him to go, well, this is what you could have been. And that's a complete, like, exactly. what? That guy's yeah. ripped. I'm not ripped. Right. Like, that guy's wealthy. I'm yep. poor. Like, you want them to be like a, like a, like a twin, right? Yeah. And then, but my whole thing that I would add to that is then while you're on your journey, give yourself to everybody else. 
give that, give your process. Like I got, you know, in my book, I talk about the issues I went through as a teenager. When I came out, I didn't know it, but for 15 years, I never shared that story. The one I opened in the book with. Really? Like the, the, no, never. I was ashamed. I had a lot of shame around that. Like I was building venture back companies in Silicon Valley. Like I don't want my investors to find out I end up in jail twice by the time I was 17. Right. Like who, why would they give me their money? Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I had a lot of shame and, but even while I never told that story, I would always go back to the rehab center to save my life. It's called Portage and speak two, three times a year Man. to those kids and, and give myself in that form. Right. What I'm doing now is to the highest level. If that's the social, you mentioned my social media, like mm -hmm. we're, we've gone all in, that's new. Like we've added almost a hundred thousand last year. Like we're, we're like all in now because I realize if my goal truly is impact, there is no better investment in impact than me doing that to help as many people. And then the ones that come closer that want me to come speak locally or whatever, I can do that. But the bigger I build my, the awareness, cause right. I think it's reach and reputation. Yep. It's all about reach your reputation. If you don't have a good reputation, fix that. Those are the habits, no days right, off. Right. You, you don't keep your commitments and you're, you're a sleazy dude. Yeah. Fix that. And and in today's world, that's gonna people are gonna find out. Oh, really you cannot fast. hide. Really fast. No, no, it's like, uh, <laughs> who are you friends with on Facebook? Oh, yeah, there's my buddy. Hey, exactly. what do you think of Johnny? Right. Yeah, Johnny, stay away. Enough said, yeah. here you go. You never know. It's, yep. the, it's like the dark web of referrals right. and reputation. And then the other part is just reach. Like if you have a good reputation, do you have a lot of reach? And, and, and what occurred to me when the book came out was everything I want to do in my life, what I think God has me here to do is on the other side of reach. So if I wake up every day and I share myself with the world as much as I can, it's not easy doing friggin', I think we got five podcast interviews today. We, like it's, it's, it's crazy, wow. but I do it because I know why I'm here. So I love that you asked why you're here. No, I mean, it's to give myself yeah. in all ways, you know, be away from my family, my kids and stuff, because I think that's what I'm here to do. Great. And and I think the take home message too is you said seven years, which to some people feels like an eternity. But I would always say is like, what else are you gonna do? Like you should always be You're gonna waking wake up, up anyway and doing something to accelerate whatever that dream, whatever that cause is. And regardless of the setback, regardless of the obstacle, eventually, if you do what you say you're gonna do every single day, eventually it's gonna happen. Mm. It's gonna happen. And I love that, the meme where the, the guy's digging for the, the diamonds, you know, and then yeah. the other guy turns around. So that that's it's it. It's an interesting concept, because I had a buddy of mine once, he asked me, he goes, how do you do this vision stuff? And I, and I remember I was driving with them. And it, again, for us, it's like, I, I need to know where I'm going. I don't know. For me, it's like, what is, what's the target? Because if I don't have a target, right. it's like training for no purpose is kind of hard. I get it sometimes. We got to be in the darkness to kind of figure it out. And I said, I said the same, similar thing. I said, um, at the end of the day, in 10 years, you, you, you're going to work for the next de decade. He goes, yeah. I said, cool. Well, you're going to get up every day and you're going to work. The only difference is I have a purpose. And he just went, oh, he goes, you know what happened, Dan? I said, what? He goes, I actually hit my purpose about five years ago and I forgot, mm. I never reset it. And he had been feeling like he was wandering for the last five years. I said, dude, your purpose is way bigger than whatever that, the, the fancy car you got in that nice truck and that nice home and your family, I love that for right. you. Dude, you are way more capable 
And I said, it probably scares you to even think about what you could do. And he's like, yeah. I said, well, you're gonna get up every day anyway. I'm not asking you to work more. Right. You're already working, dude. Yeah. Just work with more direct purpose. More intention. Yeah, exactly. And it's fascinating because it's not more. People are scared because they think it's more. It doesn't have to be, it's intention. It's just being, so what we're sitting in was a vision in 2017. So good. So similar situation. I pinch, I was big, my wife got me into Pinterest. Pinterest, oh yeah. So that's like yeah, my vision board. We built a house once, so I got very yeah, familiar yeah, with Pinterest. Exactly. And I Pinterest a floating shipping container and said, I will have my office in this. And then during COVID, I was, you know, during COVID when everything was shut down, it was three and a half hour walks with, with my pit bull, you know, like yeah. it was like, that was like what we did, you yeah. know, we just walked and walked and walked. And so I did this walk and I walked by this building, which was just the frame. Land. Like oh. it was just, you know, it was very similar to what you're seeing yeah. around all the construction, yeah. Yeah. you know, dirt floors and no windows and whatever. And I literally was walking with him and I look up and I saw the shipping container. Like I saw it. And I was like, this is my space. And so I called the building and this is the middle of the pandemic. And I called the building and they were like, you know, what? Like, you know, you want to meet with us now? You know, and I was like, yes, I want to meet with you now. So they met me here, they showed me the space and I started negotiations and then they ghosted me, like completely ghosted me. And, but what's interesting is that I did not even remotely think it wasn't going to happen. Like, even though they ghosted me, that's okay. I knew it was yeah, my space. It's done. So it's I was like, done. I was like, it's okay. They'll come back around. And sure enough, they came back around, said, oh, we looked you up. We didn't realize who you were, blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole thing. And uh, we got back to the drawing board, ended up negotiating the deal, signing a lease. On August. So we negotiated August, 2020. Ended up, it, obviously, you know how long these things take. Ended up signing the lease in April 2021 and then opening April 2022. And this area now, if I was to try to do this now, it would be Three four times, times four the times. amount. Four wow. times the amount. And here's actually, what I don't yeah. understand. You're, dude, you're in, a, in the gym space and during COVID, you decide to go all in. Like I know, because I have a lot of friends in this. Yeah. I have a, one of my best friends on 13 fitness locations in Canada. And it was the hardest time for him. And there ain't no vision not because he's just trying to like stay yeah. at least so imagine this. leases how did you so do imagine that? this I had three locations yeah march 17th 2020 crazy uh over let's see 15 16, over 2,000 members gone like when they shut the doors yeah, yeah. it was revenue the first stops. time in 12 years that revenue stopped like absolutely stopped now i'm I'm a responsible person and I had a lot Some of savings yeah. savings and I had exactly three months of, overhead. uh, of overhead in my bank account three exactly. And then obviously I stopped paying myself and all that stuff. So we were closed exactly three months. If we were, if we didn't open when we opened, Different I would have lost everything. But here's the crazy thing. We were in the middle of three buildouts also because we we're in expansion mode. So when they closed us down, they closed us down with three. When they reopened, when they allowed us to open, we opened up with six locations. Oh, wow. It was crazy. And I negotiated this in the middle of COVID. So what I said to myself, I was in a no AC warehouse, huge warehouse. It was, you know, it had like a nostalgia and like, 
you know, that's where all the professional athletes I trained. There's a lot of history there. It was, yeah. a, you know, started as 2,000 square feet, ended up getting the whole building. Um, a, a big story behind that. Yeah. Literally changed the neighborhood. They, they brought a million dollar restaurant right next to us, tore down all the crack houses. Like I literally transformed the neighborhood, which is right over the train tracks. And what happened was, is I knew that I always saw myself in something more like this, not a no AC warehouse. And yeah. as I was expanding, I was doing nicer gyms, but my headquarters or where we were was in this no AC warehouse. And by the way, no AC in Miami is brutal. Dude, it's like crazy. It, it was, yeah, it was I spent some time here. Like a lot of baby yeah. powder, you know. <laughs> sticky. Yeah, it was sticky for sure. And um, like I'm talking like 108 inside, you know. Uh, it was hey man, it was, was like the suffer, dungeon. Let's suffer. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah. But um I knew something just told me like you got to you got to do it now. Like you got to go. And I had didn't have the money, didn't have like, and of course, like everybody was scared shitless during that time, you know, like everybody masked up, everybody scared. And I'm, I'm the no mask guy, like running around, like just trying to do deals and, and, uh, trying to expand during COVID. And, and it, it, you know, again, it wasn't hard. I'll tell you one thing, 2021 was way harder for me than 2020. What happened in 2021? Because, because I did all this. And then in 2021, I had like nine employees that I paid during COVID quit, leave me. I had some of them open their own gyms, you know, like yeah. a lot of people jump ship. Yeah. And then because of the lost revenue in 2020, it was kind of like catch Catching up in 2020. Yeah. And I'm building a million dollar facility. And you had a newborn. Yeah. I, hello. Yeah. And I had a, yeah, I didn't even throw that in there. I had oh, a baby dude, I, February I math, 7th, man. 2020. Math. Yeah. Like you earned this. Yeah. You earned this. Yeah. Yeah. And then here's the crazy thing. You'll love this too. Then I opened this and the next day I'm negotiating the, the next version of this, <laughs> like wow. the next Never day, stop. the next day. Never stop. And, and it's not, and sometimes people, I think like I get flack or whatever you call it. Like I'm never sad. I have that like never satisfied. Yeah. But it's and but would for call me, it blissfully dissatisfied. Is that what it is? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but I for me, it's like it goes back to the betterment. Like I feel like I can always do it better. Yeah. Like so every facility that I do, I wanna do it better. I wanna introduce something that is is a better version of the first. Because that is that's how I live my life. But that that is know? the entrepreneurial muscle. Right. Entrepreneurs yeah. have a hard problem. Like you ever talk to your friends and they're like, yeah, I'm thinking to start a business, but I don't know what to start. And you're like, I stopped myself from starting 17 businesses today. Like we, <laughs> you're not lying dude, we go one. around and we're like, that's dumb. I could do, I got to not do that. Yeah, exactly. oh, what if, uh, why is this open this way? Da, 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 da. Like it's actually the skill that we have is we see opportunity all the time and the better entrepreneurs like yourself, we just learn how to focus that betterment on a vehicle that you'll expands. laugh so you know i'm in the cpg business yeah, now just a bit <laughs> and and when we when we started the beverage company like because all all my partners were all you know very entrepreneurial neural spirits and we were like in the beginning we were like we're gonna do our own distribution we're gonna make our own cans we're, we're gonna yeah, do yeah, it all like that and then <laughs> quickly we realized that that was not the move to make and um but yeah, so I totally get that. But yeah. I, but I will say this: What do you what do you feel? Because I it, another one that kind of was like um, a, not a stab in the back, but kind of painful to read. Yeah, is yeah. when it felt seen when uh, entrepreneurs like myself, we have multiple businesses, yeah. and and it it stuck home. It kind of you know I was like, Ugh. but but 
how I see it is that I'm building a brand, like not necessarily different businesses because they all are, you know, kind of like this. Do you still think you got to kind of focus on one? So or? I coach a lot of high level guys, like yeah. nine figure guys and gals. And, and the, my philosophy is management bandwidth. I'll never say no. I just want to know, show me how you're going to be able to create the space in your calendar and or hire somebody to lead that initiative. As long as that's true, there's no it's what happens oftentimes is especially when we start off, it's, you know, and I made this mistake, like everything I teach in the book, I can tell you the year, the moment, the money I lost, like I paid right. my dues. But I, I, I had like three years of finally. So I did two failed companies right out of the gate. 17, 19, I waited till I was 24, finally hired a business coach, an e-myth coach actually. Okay. Yeah, this guy named um, Bob. And 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 my first year did almost a million in revenue. Okay. And then just kept growing and growing. But year three, right? And then I also invested in my brother's company. So I had a little bit of like, hey, maybe I got the golden touch. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And then I got crazy and I deployed like capital into three companies. But these weren't companies that were raising money. These are companies that I call them, they would only win if I was involved. Those are not that's good not investments. Good. Yeah, that's not good. But yeah. again, we got to learn. So, right. I, so, so I think what happens is if you can't, like if the thing isn't going to work with their involvement and you don't have a clear who and you're, you're going to drive the how, I think that's where it gets risky because what you end up doing is you, you put both companies at risk. Right. And that's the scary part, right? I have a lot of friends that are software curious. They have agencies, they have restaurants, they have whatever. And they call me because they want to build a software company. And I always have to teach them like time box it, feature box it, like allocate resources, but like constrain it. Right. You don't want to be the rich uncle. I got a call one time, a friend of mine introduced his friend and they were 7 million cash from their, they had a very successful multi eight figure business. They took every dollar of profit for three years and poured it into this software company, 7 million cash and they had not launched yet. And he was telling his friend about the issues. He said, I know the guy to call, call Dan. And I get on the call, I said, tell me about your situation. And I said, fascinating. So he, that company was the rich uncle because they never constrained anything. They didn't say we got to launch in 12 months. We didn't say we're only putting half a million bucks into this. Like you need to create the, the constraints. I think that's where creativity comes from, mm -hmm. right? And one of the constraints that I put on my clients I coach is, what is the time commitment? And you got to show me either deploy capital, buy back your time. Like you can start this other company, but who's going to run it? Right. Do they have experience? Are they going to require you to coach them? It's just fine. It's just then show me in your calendar where we're going to clear that up. Cause it doesn't look like you have free space. Right. And they're like, oh yeah. So it's like, cool. Let's do a time and energy audit, which I teach in the book. Yep, yep, yep. And then based on the time and energy audit, we find the time we buy back the, the, the time, you know, and then reallocate it to invest in the new thing. So I'm not opposed to people doing multiple companies. I think at scale, that's kind of what you find out. But if, if the ones that do it successfully, what you'll discover is that they have strong leaders. Yep. And to the degree that you have a strong leader in place or leaders and a system talent development mm -hmm. to develop your leaders, then you can scale. So Steve Jobs had this thing, he called it the 100. So every quarter, he would go around the company and tap on the shoulder up to 100 people that he felt, if he ever had to start over again at Apple, that he would bring with him. Okay? He decided, I've never yeah, heard this it's called the 100. And I love Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, the 100. And every quarter they would go to Half Moon Bay, do an offsite for two days. And that was where he poured into those people. He taught them about his thoughts. He got them to share best practices with each other. And then they did this really cool thing where they would list the 10 priorities and they would all argue as a group, 100 people, this is what I think we need to do next quarter this. And they do the 10. And then he would go up to the board and he would cut. And no he would way. cut to only three 
Out of 100? Uh, no, 10. Oh, 10, 10 ideas. 100 okay. people, everybody fought for their idea. Oh, they wrote you. down okay. the top 10. And then he would go up and he'd go, boom, 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 wow. boom. And then they would fight, like tournament style. And he goes, these are the three. And he got all 100 people because he knew that's how he could lead the team. Yeah. If he got the most influential people, the most talented people in the company on board, they saw the three. He didn't, whatever everybody else wanted to do, that's fine. Right, right. These are the guys that run the company. Turned out he got to prove his theory right. Gets kicked out of Apple. That's what he brought on with him to <laughs> yeah. go do next. Wow. So the next computer came story. from How those hundred people. That one? It's like one of these underground stories yeah? if you're in the valley. Okay. But if you search it, Harvard Business Review's yeah. done an article on it. Yeah, the hundred. Great story. So, so my philosophy is the way I look at it for scale is I'm developing my hundred. That's it. So okay. every day, Sam's one of my hundred. Ann's one of my hundred. Like I'm, I'm, I'm building teams around talent. And to the degree that I have a strong base of bandwidth, right? right. One of my mentors, Travis, he said this. He goes, because uh, he, he, they grew uh, four thousand employees in five years. I said, how do you do that? That's he goes, I only have five direct reports. And to the degree I have management bandwidth, those leaders know how to execute. I can do more. And if I can't, I need to upgrade those people. That's this whole philosophy. It's management bandwidth. How much bandwidth does these leader allow me to execute? Right. And if you don't have the right people, then you got to upgrade them. And that's unfortunately to the Man, degree. It always goes back to it's the always talent. people. It's always people, 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 people. Yeah. Yeah. The people game is actually like it, it's the hardest one because you can't create an SOP. Right. Yeah. You, you want to, but yeah. no, nah, dude, it's, it's more emotional than that. So it requires a lot of like introspection of like, cause I think that people are this beautiful, um, one of my coaches once, this guy, Peter Crone, he said that the world will show you through people and circumstances where you're not free. So anytime you have friction with people, they're showing you where you are not free. And now you can either divine, you know, divine assignment that could either be, that's the thing I go work on or why is that person always like that? Let them go. Guess what shows up? Another person that does that until you learn the lesson. Right. So it's kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah it it's is. awesome. But like, that is what people development is, is mm. you got to build systems, processes, training, you know, leadership development, like what is their career path? Like you got to build the machine that builds the machine, right? It's not about the, how do we deliver for the customer better? It's how do we hire the people? How do we train the people? How do we empower the people to do what's right for the customer? Right. But at a certain point, your level of extraction comes way up and now your vision, your people, your money. I mean, those to me are the three things I talk with my leaders about. That's it. There's yep. vision, people, money, and it's 18 months in the future. Right. We don't talk about this quarter. This quarter should be baked. You got the, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. talking to my executive team. It's like, I'm not talking about this quarter. Let's talk about next year. Because if I can get you thinking next year, just like Steve said, like, what are the top 10 things? Right. Like, I need you focus on the future. Everything else will take care of itself. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool stuff, stuff man, because, like, I've just studied so many people. Like I was about to say, so in this, I swear, how many coaches have you had? As you said, you said, my Dan coach, knows. my mentor. I've got, got five coaches now. Yeah? we got a family coach. we got a parent coach, uh, and they're all incredible people. Like, our family coach <laughs> came and lived with us. Really? Dude, well, you know this. Like, professional athletes get this. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at the game tape. Right, yeah. I hired somebody to come live in my house for three days and she watched the game tape. No way. Yeah, woke up in the morning with us, watched us parent, wrote down notes, made my kids draw pictures, like, trust me. But again, I'm very intentional. I want yeah. to be the best version of myself, right? I have, you know, Ironman coach. I got a weightlifting coach right now. He's going to, like, he's training to be Olympia. Like, he's next level friggin' fitness. Like, yeah. But again, you get around these people, they're going to show you what world-class looks like. Right. So I just have an unlimited budget. You know, Ed, I work with on the media stuff and kind of vision, but... I just don't have a budget constraint on investing in me 
or my health. Those are like, you know, in my health, my family, that kind of stuff. But I just think that's going to be the, that'll always be the filter to my expansion. Yep. Right. It's speed. That's why I always tell people, they're like, I want to learn from you. I go, well, there's three options. You can either work with me, you can do this, or you can watch my content. It all depends how fast you want to go. Right. But there, it's just a speed decision. Yeah. So if you want to move fast, you know this, hire a coach who's been there, done it, can show you, do this, let's monitor this, let's watch you execute this, run through this, you know, block, whatever yep. it is, some training program, assess, like that's that's how we move. Very enlightening. Yeah, I take I call it the business athlete. Like I actually last week we did leadership training in one of my companies and I taught them the concept of business athlete. So Y'all say you want to be world class. That sounds like another book. I never thought of it. It was good. Eh, it's a great title. Business, business athlete, athlete. Those five categories. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, there's a difference between the group and the coach. Yeah. Right? Because a group yeah. is the peers that you're going to battle with that each one is on a different, like this guy's working on speed, this guy's working on strength, but they're bringing you their top learnings, right? Mm -hmm. Mr. Beast talked about this. So he talks mm -hmm. about like when he started, they did a thousand videos. I think it was like every day in a row, they would spend 10 hours, him and his buddies, 10 hours a day on Skype and they would just share best practices. I did this, I analyzed these thumbnails, da, 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 da. That's the group side, right? That's like a right. group coaching, that's an EO, YPO, whatever your thing is. A coach is different, right? Some people are in a group coaching and they don't realize that's different than a coach. A coach looks at the game tape. Coach looks at your swing. A coach, right. they they criticize, they critique, they evaluate, and having that level of scrutiny, some people don't want that. I have a yeah. buddy. He said the other day, he said, "I don't like people tell me what to do." <laughs> well, that's good. Right. <laughs> Let me know how that Not works out for you. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah, keep that up. But I, I just think like I to the degree that I have the capacity to consume the coaching, mm -hmm. that's really my limit. Sometimes I just my calendar is too committed. Yeah. You know, I think I like having for business, I have one coach I work with at a time, usually for 18 months. Then I go find the next one and just. And so right now you're where you're going. Is it is it to be media media? OK, to be the top, the top Number one, like speaker. top for Dan. No, I don't want to see. I actually don't. I speak. My speaking fee is very high because I have my own jet. So it's yeah. like they got to cover my jet fuel. OK. And I only do five a year, maybe. Okay. Don't want to be a speaker. I want to be top on the internet because that's scalable. Mm -hmm. That helps people. I'll never get the chance to meet the privilege right. of meet. Um, I just so it's more like content driven, media. -driven. I just call it media. Media. Yeah, like we we invested in four thousand square foot media studio. It's dedicated to us. We have different sets. Sam runs that. He's my business partner in yeah. it. I mean, we don't make any money because it's me. But yeah, I don't know if that was a great business partnership, Sam. <laughs> He's playing the long game. <laughs> I was about to say he's playing yeah. the infinite game. Oh, dude, so. <laughs> yeah. So we got, and, and that is the the whole point is just like, how do we design a process that we love to do forever? And I mean, as much as I get the benefit of the team, Sam gets the benefit of like, we literally work with the same teams behind the top guys. Like that's my gift is I can reach out to people and get support. And he just tells me, I need to talk to somebody that did this, this, and this. I said, hold my NA beer. Dun, right, dun, dun, right. Dun, dun, dun. Boom. I mean, that. remember that day, Sam? We were just like, Literally, you say, here's the list. These are the YouTubers. I want to talk to their teams. Intro, intro, intro. So it's apparent, too, that your relationships are phenomenal. It's everything. Like, it's yeah. everything. Like, what, what do you, what do you. What do I do? No, what, it, what, what say, is your. <laughs> no. What's the question? It's how did you build that? Like, where, where did that? Because, I mean, you have named the top of the top people in, yeah. in this game or whatever you want to call it. And. You know, where do you think that came from? 
I know where it came from, and I'll tell you how I do it that's different than most. It came from reading a book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. Okay. So I got lucky when I started my journey of reading books. The E-Myth was in the first three or four books. But the first book I ever read was a book called Love is a Killer App. And this guy, Tim Sanders. Love is a killer. Love is a killer app. See, nobody knows this Love book as much app. as it should. Killer app is a, is a word for killer software. Okay. So he was ex-Yahoo. So that's why I read it. I didn't read books before this book. I was 23. I went seven years without reading a business book. Never occurred to me. And I've been building companies for seven years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was reading computer books. Yeah, yeah. Turns out reading the wrong types of books. <laughs> so I read this book and he, he, t he shares a lot of stuff, but he said, your network is your net worth. We've all heard that. Yep. But he goes, you should read books for uh, your customers. And I never heard that. It's like, it's selfish if you just read books to help yourself. You should, whoever you're working with, who are your customers, you should read books for them so that you can be more valuable to them. And one of the books he recommended uh, that he talked about as your network as your net worth was with Keith Ferrazzi, Never Eat Alone. You understand, I'm, I'm more of an introverted geek at this point. I'm 23. I like code because I don't got to talk to anybody. I write the software, hit the internet, and people use it. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want a team. I, I grew up in open source world. We didn't talk. Like chat rooms, we're good, right? Open source code, submit the code. I know nothing about this, this Exactly. World. Well, that was where I grew up. But I realized if I didn't have team members, if I didn't know how to talk to customers, I couldn't, I couldn't sell. Right. So I'm reading Love is a Killer App, or sorry, I'm reading um, Never Eat Alone. And here's Keith Ferrazzi talking about you should invite your customers to work out. Like, you gotta understand how, that was like, I'm like, dude's nuts. Terrified, He's yeah. nuts. Yeah. He's like, I was like, why would I, I have a hard time asking them for five minutes to go to their office. He's saying you should invite them out for a meal. You should invite them to a spin class. I'm like, why would I ever want to sweat in a professional environment with somebody I'm trying to get as a client, right? I'm yeah. working with big 500, Fortune 500 companies. I'm like, why would they ever want to do this? And it was so funny, I put it off. But the one thing I did take away from the book that I started slowly at first was inviting people to break bread, to have a meal. My first guy, I remember Larry, he's in New Jersey, he was a customer of mine. And it took everything in me to hit send on that email. But I invited him to, to dinner, just him and I, seafood place. And I thought, he's gonna think I'm weird. Like, why would, I, I don't know, like maybe some people hear this and they're like, well, that's, I do this every day. I thought it was so weird. I didn't have a reason to meet with him. I just invited him out to, and then I asked his <laughs> stories about his life and how he started. He was running this massive company. Yeah. And I remember I was sitting in the parking lot and I was I was stressed. I was like, Dan, you're an idiot. Don't say anything stupid. He's gonna fire you. A, we're a vendor of theirs. Right. And it turned out to be one of the most that I would say in an indirect way, he some in a way became like an early mentor. Okay. Because I learned so much. He he was like 15 years older than me. He had built this thing, or maybe 20 years older than me. And I just kept pulling on that string. And then I learned, oh, maybe if I invite other people, it doesn't put so much pressure on me to hold the conversation. So then I started inviting three other people, some meals of four and then six, and then eight. And then I remember the first time I ever invited somebody that I worked with to come run with me. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, what if, what if we have a group of people that ran together? What right. if we started doing like group classes, right? So then we started doing workouts together. Dude, today, okay, every time I travel, I always try to organize meals. Uh, and I have a standing hike every Tuesday morning that Anybody in the world, last week we had a guy, this Tuesday just passed, a guy from Louisiana flew in, we almost killed him. It's a real hike, it's a mountain, okay? Takes Wait, 45 where minutes. Hike? In my hometown, oh, okay. I live I in the mountains. Say, in Miami, there's no. No, there's no hiking. No, that's the thing, he's like, we don't have mountains in yeah, Louisiana. Exactly. But in, in Canada where I live, in BC, I live in the mountains, yeah. there's this, this mountain that's attached to the city called Knox Mountain, and it is an open invite. 
Today, you'll never meet with me without other people there. I've never had a meal one-on-one -on -one with a person other than my wife in decades. Wow. Like it's just, cause I, I just can't see like, if we're gonna get together and have dinner, what, what you invite a friend, I'll invite a friend. Then there's four of us. It makes it more fun. It's just, it's yeah. literally the most value. So when you say like, how did you build this network? It was through that. It was literally going to an event and going like, even I'm speaking at Tony's thing. Yeah. I went and looked at the other speakers. I asked Anne, I said, pull the list. I'm gonna email them and say, are you free for dinner? Cause we're all there. Right. But who's organizing the speaker that. dinner? Yep. So I started doing speaker dinners. I started organizing lunches, founder dinners, the founders hike. I've done so much, but it, to me, that is, that was the, that book shaped everything. It just took me a while, but it's um, that's the way I think. Like people the other day they asked me they go, well, how do you how do you choose who you like invest in relationship and stuff? And I knew he wanted like some new. You know, I'm a systems guy. He's like, you know, what's the CRM look like in the tags and right. the follow up and the sequence? I go, dude, I listen to my heart. God, I was I was actually as you were sitting God. there telling that I was like I was like I wonder why he's here. God, you know, I, I messaged Justin. Yeah. I said, Justin, here's what I'm doing. Who do you know? He mentioned your name. Uh -huh. I trust Justin. I and and why did Justin come to mind? Like God, like literally, I listen to myself. Yep. I think too often people think of people. They should just text them. Like they don't think. They 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 don't like. How many times do you go like, I need a new designer. I'm gonna post on Facebook. Anybody know any good designers? And then your three past designers are like, Hey, what about me? And you're like, oh, I totally forgot. Right. We just gotta remember. So so anytime I have somebody come onto my heart. I text them right away. I did it probably two or three times today so far. I just, if I think of somebody, I go, hey man, just thinking about you. Hey man, how's it going? And, and I, I with would, no intention, by the way, this is the other part, zero intentions. But I, I wanna salute you for that because this is a season where I feel like just like literally what you just said is something that I feel like people don't do is that, is that we tend to like each other's Instagram posts. We tend to, uh, you know, if we run into it, but the, the intentionality of actually picking up the phone and making a call or actually sending a text, I feel like it's like, like I have close, close friends that they like my Instagram, they're following my stories, but like they don't respond to a text, you know? And it's like, so I just salute you for just, Thanks. that is that that to me is like what we need more of. We need more of checking in on each other you know, random FaceTime, like see each other's faces, yeah, that you is know, like, like stuff like that, I think is so powerful because we never know what people are going through and we're all going through something. Everybody, is. everybody's going through something. Yeah. And it's like that check-in, I call it the check-in like, Hey man, I, how's everything going? Like it means so much, but to actually, you know, be intentional about it. I just, I just think that's phenomenal. So I appreciate that, that was really cool. You sharing that. Yeah. So. The, um, I mean, it's all like, I think everybody, when we look at, what are the areas of our lives we want to improve relationships is hundred percent always going to be on that list. Yep. And I just had to ask myself every time that came up, right? There's the seven pillars that it's a bonus chapter at the end and it's on there. It's like relationships. Like have I called, like I, I know today I'm a great friend. I'm a great friend. I call a lot. I'm annoying. Sometimes I'm willing to say, how you doing? How you really doing? Right. I'm willing to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm not too busy. I don't answer my phone unless I have time to talk. Right, like I, but was I not that way? A thousand percent, my first company, man, it was hermit mode. You can't fuck, pretend Dan doesn't exist. That wasn't Just cool. Just in the basement coding. <laughs> Just literally, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm off the grid. I yeah. gotta go do this thing. I'm trying to achieve.
you know? Right. And then I realized, well, what's the point of being successful? You got nobody wants to share it with you. Right. Dude, driving a really fancy car by yourself <laughs> is stupid. It's so stupid. Right. Like flying around in your private jet by yourself is dumb. Like people don't get a big house by yourself. You're an idiot. Right. Like, miserable. <laughs> but, but again, it's sometimes if we've never been there, we don't have that perspective. We make those mistakes. So to me, the richness of my life is 100% the relationships. And I always tell people, whoever is a friend of mine, you could lose it all tomorrow. I, I love your character. Mm. And if you, because there's deal friends and real friends. And if you're my friend because you think I can bring something to your life and it's a deal friend, you might as well move on because I'll figure it out eventually. But if you're a real friend, I want you to know if you lost it all tomorrow, I'm still taking your call. I'm still showing up. I'm still inviting you into dinner because it's character I care about. And I think that that is just such a beautiful place that everybody should just consider. Like, let's get to a place where we are friends with people because of who they are, not what they got. Well, not, or not what they can do for what us. What they can do you know for I mean? you, right? Because that that's so much pressure on the other person to try to live up to this facade or this thing that maybe one day they wake up and they go, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And they may not want to do the new thing because they're worried they're going to lose you as a friend and it might not be true but you never told them tell them yeah. you could lose it all i tell my friends all the time I told my buddy keith the other day hey dude just so you know you can lose it all tomorrow i'm still showing up for your birthday and i expect you to do the same motherfucker you know what i mean yeah, like right. you Is better that, do it for yeah. me because like i don't know i'm just i just think that's what we're here for i love it i think that's a mic drop personally like <laughs> Like the real friends, not the a deal, deal friends. Friend. I might, especially in Miami, I feel I like there's probably a lot, of, a lot of deal stuff. I, I stole from it. my buddy Brad. All right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, like, and he got Miami it from somebody is, else. He got it from Einstein uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miami is definitely a lot of deal, deal friends. I bet, and, and no doubt, but uh, it'd be cool to like <clears throat> communicate the desire to be friends with people even if they lost it all i think if everybody just got real honest and just i've never that, heard that before actually like they said like that very so, intentional yeah yeah because i remember one time i was stressing out because i was like man this guy's only friends with me because i can do this for him and it hurt it hurt my feelings dude honestly i was like man that really fucking pisses me off like i i, I love him but i i couldn't answer the question honestly to say he would still be friends with me if i lost it all so i had to i had to sit down with them we were having dinner or families were together mm -hmm. and i said look dude i just want you to know this is how i feel it might be a hallucination but i just want to know like where do you sit with this and he apologized he goes man i'm sorry i made you feel that way it's definitely not my intention i said well yeah but you did this this and this and he's like "Shit, now that you say it that way i can see how you'd feel that way but he, he was honest with me. He's like, yeah. that's not my intent. I said, perfect. I just want you to know now you lose it all tomorrow. I'm still calling you to hang out with our families. But it's also cool to have these kind of like what I call, like my pastor just did, uh, he's did a series on mature me. And it's talking about us living a more mature, like, like what, what, the, what would the mature version of ourselves do? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a mature conversation, you know? And, like that frame. and we have a decision every day to do the immature thing and the mature thing and i think we need more men that are operating in in maturity like because there's like a hashtag called adulting i haven't seen that one and he talked about it my pastor talked about it it's like is this rich yeah this is rich and I it's like, like he's complaining uh, adulting is people complaining about having to do adult things <laughs> yeah that and it's like fly. a thing yeah. oh, on wow. tiktok and instagram wow. Like having to go to work today, you know, that kind of stuff. Adulting. adulting, hashtag adulting, like having to take my kid to school, yeah. hashtag, I mean, it's crazy.
So I, I don't know why I brought, I'm bringing this up, but have you ever seen Joe Rogan's vegan cat bit? I don't know if I have actually. Because I, I feel like if I go down the adulting hashtag, yeah. I'll have the same reaction he had when he went down the vegan cat hashtag. I mean, I can only imagine how yeah, scary he said that these is. These cats look like friggin' they're about to die. Oh my God. Vegan cats. That is <laughs> tragic. One of the funniest people on Instagram to me is Sean Baker. The, oh, so good. He's so good. Yeah. His, yeah. his stuff is hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. That's the meat guy? Yeah. Yeah. The, the wrote the carnivore diet? Yeah. Yeah. The meat guy. I've been carnivore for like four, four, almost five years now. I've considered it. Yeah. I know. I think Rogan does one month a yeah. year, December or something. Yeah. I would react well. When I do like a high protein, right now. I'm do you know your blood type? Uh, B. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So o po I'm O positive. O positive does really well on all Okay. Meat. I'm yeah. not sure about B. I think I'm B. being negative. So. Yeah. But I, I know like uh, keto does well for me. And, yeah. Yeah. I do a, a, it's more of a keto carnivore because it's high fat, high yeah. protein. So. But I, I, ever since I did it, I love it. Because I have the inflammation and all my football oh, right. in, injuries, it keeps me from that. Yeah. So that's cool. Man, I thank you. Like it's just an honor, the fact it's that an honor. you uh, took the time to do this is humbling for me. Um, especially you're going to speak at Tony Robbins. This is really badass. But um, honestly, like thank you so much for coming um, and uh, spending time. Guys, buy back your time. Highly recommend it, uh, especially if you're trying to be a monster in this entrepreneurial game so and it hit me up on instagram for for everybody because like chapter six is all about the assistant stuff okay and you, we talked about it yeah. earlier i meant i want to do something for your audience if they follow me on instagram that's all i ask you gotta follow me but then yep. they message me ea and manning so that i know they came from this podcast okay i'll send them my internal sop for working with ants so. well i love in the book you're constantly saying like I have free. Oh, know, the resources. Yeah. The resources. That's not there. This and, is special just for this okay, audience. Okay, great. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Dude, man. it's an honor, man. Appreciate it. Super fun. Let's go.